Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, happy new year group texters. It is 2023. Oh, here we go again. So why not work on bringing around a whole new you? Thankfully, my guest today is none other than world-renowned personal trainer, businesswoman, philanthropist, health and wellness expert, author, Emmy-nominated television personality, and mother of two. God, that's exhausting. Jillian Michaels. She is the creator of the wildly successful fitness app by Jillian Michaels and the host of the long-running podcast, Keeping It Real Conversations with Jillian Michaels. Welcome, we Jillian. We that down. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it hilarious oh. when someone starts doing that and you're like, Wow. <laughs> Are you talking about me? No, I always get urged by the Emmy nominated part because I lost. So that part, I'm like, I've got to remove that. Why haven't I removed that yet? But um, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I, I'm going to edit that right after this conversation with you. But you know, it would be hilarious to put in Emmy loser. Like, yes! to oh, see- my God. I'm going to do that, actually. If you could do like a, a polish on the entire bio, I, I would be eternally grateful in your spare time. Yeah, say, Emmy loser is actually. Yeah, say, well, I've done a whole fucking lot. And by the way, I lost an Emmy. Please welcome. <laughs> I'm actually going to look into doing that. That would be so unique and special because. <laughs> it's like oh yeah that's i that's the one i lost again and again yeah yeah and then the anyway um happy that That was happy new year i always want to play girl in a whirl (laughs) (laughs) i love that one even better Um, that's wonderful so it's those dreaded new year's resolutions so let's start with (sighs) inevitably everybody's favorite losing weight and getting fit and it always gets broken why and by the way i'm asking for a friend not myself okay well i would hope not because you look fantastic so um are you kidding gravity has been the enemy stop you look excellent but my my ass is dragging on the floor behind me <laughs> my ass is always dragging on the floor behind. I never had a great ass. You know, listen, it's one thing to be healthy and it's another thing to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, we're all going to get old and look like shit at the end of the day. The key is to get as far down the road as we can with the best quality of life possible, right? Right. So, if if in fact you're trying to lose weight, you you really have to do the following. Number 1, decide why? And I can't tell you how many people I've asked that question. And they kind of give me like the full blown Scooby, right? It's like, they don't really, well, I should, I, well, I think I, I don't know. I don't like my, I, why? 
Is it because you're trying to get pregnant and you want better fertility if you're in your late 30s, or early 40s? Is it because you're getting married this summer and just want to feel like you look the fucking best you ever have? Is it because you had a scary visit to the doctor this past year and you wanted to go great this next time around? I don't care what it is, as long as you care what it is. And it has to be detailed because the truth of the matter is, Melissa, it's not easy. No, it's it's not. It's simple. I will make this very simple for you in just a moment, but it's not easy, right? It's easy to sit on the couch and order a pizza. It's not easy to take your ass to the gym and get on the step mill or go to the spin class or order the chicken salad instead of the burger, right? Or to have the water instead of the soda, not to have the second glass of wine. That's not easy. But if you think, okay, hold on a second now, you know, looking sick in that wedding dress, positive pregnancy test, feeling more confident during sex, that's better than pizza. And this is what you need to remind yourself of when you're in the thick of it and you're feeling fed up and it feels punishing. Because work with purpose becomes passion, but work without it just feels like more punishment and life has been punishing in particular the last couple of years. So my first thing is start there. The rest is very, very simple stuff. What I always think about, and I know as a fitness, health and wellness expert, you're going to hate this. I always think about the Kate Moss line. Nothing, uh, uh, wait, nothing tastes as good <laughs> as skinny good as feels. feels. But I don't hate it at all. I, I I thought it was actually Oprah who had said that. It was it Kate Moss? It was Kate That's Moss. Old school, dude. And like, you're not even allowed to say that anymore. Maybe we could just say it healthy feels now. But I know exactly what you mean. And at that time, quote, skinny was synonymous with being healthy. Nowadays, you know, we've had a we've had an evolution, which is a good thing in, in that regard. But um, you're you're absolutely right. What, you're exactly right. What kind of you know, we all start out with these huge, I mean, like you were saying, I'm trying to think, why would I? Well, I just want my clothes to fit better. Is having a shallow goal fine? I love shallow goals. I I think there is nothing wrong with shallow goals. And the reason I like them is because there's something uh, there with regard to like self-worth and self-esteem and self-respect and self-image. Wanting to look good means that you actually care how you look. And when you care how you look, it means you care about yourself and the world. So shallow goals actually have a lot more depth than they might seem. And the reality is, Melissa, if you're not going to the doctor and they're scaring the shit out of you, then you're not really worried about the quadruple bypass or diabetes or all of the other 170 comorbidities that go along with being unhealthily overweight. So what is it going to take to make you give a shit? If it's something superficial, fantastic. Who cares? Good for you. Great. Whatever you care about, that's all that matters. And don't let anyone tell you different. It's fascinating because people very often use the excuse, well, it's easier to be healthy when you're rich because you have the trainer and the nutritionist and the chef. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know plenty of people with a ton of money who are very unhealthy, by the way, with all those things. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put that out there. The, the truth of the matter is that being healthy, as I mentioned, is very, very simple and can be 
more cost effective than being unhealthy for a myriad of reasons. So number one, don't eat so much food. That's cost effective. Number two, move your body, right? You can walk, you can do push-ups, you can do squats, you can do lunges, you can do crunches, you can do planks, you can do jumping jacks, you can do a million different things for free. And that's going to save you a fortune down the road in healthcare costs, by the way, because one of the top reasons, if not, I think the number one reason people declare bankruptcy is an obesity-related health condition. Okay. But we'll, you know, again, we'll, we'll table that part. It's not, it's not imminent. You, you don't feel it. Okay, fine. Um, all the things I just mentioned are free. And ultimately using common sense with your food choices is not that expensive. Would I love it? If you were doing, you know, wild caught salmon and you know, uh, organic blueberries grown by Tibetan monks in the you know, third phase of a crescent. <laughs> sure. Yes. I would love it. And you know, goji berries and, you know, spirulina powders and sure. Great. That'd be awesome. But you know, what would be even better is if you went through the drive through and you got the chicken salad with the dressing on the side and used a fraction of it instead of the burger, the fries and the soda. It's just, it's simple, dude. It's common sense. Which that's why the why is so important. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, uh, there's not a lot of common sense out there. I also find with myself as I set these lofty goals, and I was thinking about this the other night when I realized I was going to be talking to you. Is is it better to set your goals in bite sized pieces so that you can hit these landmarks? I mean, a lot of getting fit and being healthy for me, anyway, very often is mental hopscotch as I call it, where I need these little markers to convince myself to jump to the next square. Well, not only is your strategy excellent for the reason you just mentioned with regard to attainability um, and not feeling overwhelmed, but it's truly the only way to do it. So one of the things that I teach people to do is to establish a goal pyramid. And at the top is your lofty goal. Okay. That's your why. Important, very important to have that because if we don't have that lofty defined goal that we care about, not only do we not know where we're going, so how do you chart a roadmap on how to get there, but you don't have that purpose that begets passion, right? That facilitates the work. You got the why, you can tolerate the how. Now then, you've got this goal at the top of your pyramid. You're going to break it down in a time frame. So if your goal is I want to lose, we'll just use weight because it's so easily quantifiable. I want to lose 50 pounds, not you, but someone listening. Great. What's realistic? Well, gosh, I'm busy. I'm tired. I don't have a ton of time. You know, this, 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 I'm going to say a year. Amazing. So monthly, what do you need to lose? Forgive me. What is like a year, a pound, not a half a pound a month. I think I can do better. I can do it in six months. Okay, great. You you start to break it. I'm sorry, half a pound a week. You start to break it down into monthly goals, weekly goals. What do I need to lose weekly? What do I need to burn daily to hit the weekly goal? How do I burn that daily? That's my immediate goal. My immediate goal is 20 minutes of cardio at the gym and cutting out sodas today. And it it breaks down into immediate, daily, weekly, monthly, lofty. This episode is sponsored by Via Hemp. Ah, yes, summer, longer days, warmer nights, and the incessant chirping of crickets 
reminding you that sleep is a precious commodity. Whether you need to set the mood in the bedroom or just unwind after a day battling the sun, Vaya has your back. Enter their Rest and Recovery Gummies, a magical concoction of passion flower, L-theanine, and cannabinoids designed to lull you into a state of blissful tranquility. With options for both the THC-tolerant and the THC-shy, Vaya ensures you'll find your perfect dosage for achieving peak comfort. Vaya isn't just about taming the sleep monsters. They've got a whole array of gummies to cater to every whim and fancy with or without THC. And they'll discreetly ship their goodies straight to your doorstep, no matter which of the 50 states you call home. Just sit back, relax, and let Vaya work its magic. So if you're 21 plus, you can get 15% off a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code. Head to viahemp.com and use the code group text to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So I have tried their Zen gummies and I got to tell you, they are amazing. I live in a very sort of continual stressed out state from work to being a mom to, well, just life in general. And the Zen gummies have been amazing for me. Head to viahemp.com and use the code group text to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P. And use the code group text at checkout. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Which is a great so way to think about it. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always like, if I can do... This, you know, again, it's it's exactly what you said. Like, I like to think of it as bite-sized pieces. Um, what are the legitimate goals people can set? Because very everyone, you know, they say the highest, uh, the most profitable time for a gym is the first quarter of the year. But then yeah. they say it drops off significantly. Yeah. And like you were saying, we were saying like with bite-sized pieces, but what are truly legitimate goals? Because there are so many pitfalls. We pitfalls. We get tired. We get overwhelmed. Yeah. We have, <clears throat> I know with my son, when he was uh, younger playing sports, there were two of the moms that while they were at practice would walk the track around the field. I and I was yeah. used to be like, 
Wow, look at them go. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But I did other things. But is it finding little things like that that you might not make it to spin class, but you can walk around the field while your kid's in practice? Okay. If we're talking about legitimate bite size, Right. right? Removing something is very accessible, whether it's committing to not drinking anything with calories except water, tea, and coffee, right? Or limiting the amount of alcohol you consume in a week, no more than five drinks a week. Or I'm going to give up fried food. I'm going to make sure all my sauces are on the side. These things, by the way, make a monster difference over the course of a year. So instead of gaining that five pounds, which adds up over five years to dad bod, right? Where you're tw- suddenly 20 pounds overweight, suddenly 25 pounds overweight. That's five years of sauce on the salad, basically, right? Or the soda with the meal or the second glass of wine. So what is it? Pick it. Is it the second glass of wine? Is it giving up the all the things I just mentioned? <clears throat> Little things like that or committing to a fast window. That's another one. The easiest one is 12-12. So 12-12 is... 24-hour day, you're not eating for 12 hours of it. If you stop eating at 7 o'clock at night, don't eat again until 7 in the morning. I would love if you could stretch it a little bit longer, but only for your health. Not It's it's great for your overall well-being, but not if it makes you overeat later in the day and feel like you're entitled to do whatever you want because you didn't eat that one meal. So that is a no-go. But these little things are totally accessible, right? When it comes to fitness, how about this? Can you walk 20 minutes a day? Can you stand instead of sit when you're on office calls, when you are working at your computer, a stand-up desk? I even just saw this little thing. It's like a couple hundred bucks and it's a treadmill that folds up. You do need a stand-up desk um, and you can walk and work at the same time. I mean, that for a few hundred bucks is going to change your life. And they're saying sitting is the new smoking, right? So just these little things, these little teeny things, doing a 12-minute breathwork exercise before bed, like taking cold showers, which sounds like hell, but you actually get very acclimated to it. Three minutes, end your shower cold, go out for the day. And this, the health benefits of this are actually staggering. I could go on and on and on from sensitizing your body to glucose, speeding up your metabolism, um, managing inflammation in the body, these little things. I, I love the idea that you said it's easier to remove something because that's very, again, obtainable. Um, you brought up the, the intermittent fasting. Now yeah. I did that for a while in the beginning. It was fantastic. And then okay. I had sort of the law of diminishing returns on it. Now, what were you trying to accomplish though? Lose weight. It's not a diet. Uh, it is not for weight loss. Be- so I want you to think of it as follows, okay? Weight loss. No one's going to like this, but this is the truth. There are some nuance, but at the end of the day, this is the truth. Weight loss is math. It's irrefutable. It's calories in, calories out. It It is. Now, I could be like, that's not true. Certain foods change your hormones and they make your metabolism slower. And, 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 and then, and it does do that over the course of decades. And I'll have everybody know that I wrote that book 15 years ago with a board certified endocrinologist and it was a monster bestseller. So if anybody knows it, it's me. I was the first one to say it. That said, go ahead and Google the Twinkie diet. 
which is where a professor of nutrition, his name is, I believe, Mark Taub, eats nothing but garbage from food deserts, convenience stores, gas stations, but he eats less of it. I think it was like six weeks. The guy lost 20 something pounds, point being, and by the way, he still managed to improve his cholesterol, his blood sugar. You got to just, you got to eat less. So when we're looking at a fast window, right? You have a 24 hour period. If the calories don't change, you're not going to lose weight. Right. The only reason people are losing weight on this is because they're cutting out meals. So we're cutting out breakfast and then we're cutting out that whatever we have after dinner, an hour or so after dinner where we're back at the fridge being like a little something sweet that goes. And I know because I do it right. And right. I used to have something. So I started doing it and I did start to get a little too thin. I'm like, oh man, because I look a hundred years old when I lose five pounds these days. So I was like, I gotta, no, I gotta up these calories in, in the eating window. But the only reason you're losing is because you've cut out those calories. So what happens is people go, oh, I skipped breakfast. I'm, I'm good to go. And they go, they eat whatever they want. Now, if you're a person trying to lose weight, you need to do intermittent fasting in its truest sense, which and means- what is, it, what is okay, that? What is that? So that's calorie restriction and time-restricted eating. So that means- if you're cutting out bre- you know, you're cutting out your breakfast and you're cutting out that late night thing and you're being conservative in your eating window, it's both. Now, I don't want to lose weight. I'm only doing time restricted eating, which you know, occasionally I screw up and say intermittent fasting, but time restricted eating just means I'm not cutting back my calories, whether they're over 12 hours or they're over eight hours. I'm eating the same amount of food. The benefits of the true benefits of time-restricted eating, okay, are longevity, anti-aging, fighting disease. And I can get into the science of that with you if you want. A lot of big words, long story short, that's what it's for. And there's overwhelming, robust data to support that. You have your fitness app, and in it you really cover every aspect of health and wellness. Why is it, and I feel like become a buzzy thing. And I know I do mental health and suicide prevention advocacy. And one of the things we talk about is mental health is health, but yeah, you really cover sort of the whole health thing. Um, why is whole health important to success in, uh-huh. in, in a lot of ways? I know that's a huge yeah. question. I try to answer it um, as quickly as possible. So first thing, if we're talking about just taking care of ourselves, even your superficial goals, right? So the superficial goal, let's just attribute it to the person who's got, quote, vanity pounds, 5, 10, 15, let's go to 20, all right? We take that person to the doctor, the doctor says, you're doing great, but they want to be in a size four instead of a size six. Okay, whatever, right? That's what they want. That still comes from a place of feeling worthy, wanting to look like ridiculous, expecting yourself to be the best version of yourself. That still equates to self-worth, self-esteem, positive self-image. Now, if you're somebody who is obese, and I'm going to use the word obese, what are we talking about here? A person that has more body fat than is considered healthy. And even though your doctor might not be running all of your biomarkers, there is no such thing as healthy at any size. That is a scientific 
fallacy. The earth is not flat. That is untrue. So what we do now, because the individuals who are, quote, obese have been so marginalized for so long, the pendulum has swung all the way to the other end where it's like, no, girl, you're good. But it's, it's not true. And what happens of people who utilize food is that they become sick and unhealthy and it bankrupts them or it kills them or it greatly, greatly diminishes the quality of their life from erectile dysfunction to glaucoma to Alzheimer's. I mean, as I said, there are 170 comorbidities. So like it's a, it's a thing, people. Um, how do you get that person to make the change? Because when they're using food, it's not because they're weak or they're stupid or they're lazy or they just like Twinkies. It's because that food at one time or another has meant their psychological survival, whether they realize it or not. It's a coping mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. It's all of these things. So letting go of that is terrifying, even though it's unconscious. So helping people understand that and then giving them the tools to start coping differently, to get comfortable with these changes, to do it gradually is really the only way out. But to sit here and say, you don't need a way out. That's just virtue signaling and it's dangerous. So I, I have two questions on this. One yes. is, and, and you're, which I love, you're daring to say, you know, as much as the whole pendulum now has swung to, oh, you can't, if you say anything, it's body shaming. Uh, it's, that's gotta be hard. And I understand, I think we all do is accepting your body for what it is. And I think people do have different body types and struggle with different things. There has to be a genetic propensity as well, except for the fact I look at my son who is a string peen and cannot eat enough. He is like 5'11", 5'11 and a half and like 160. Like that yeah. child cannot eat enough. Okay. The genetics is a very small factor. Really? And once it, yeah, and it's irrefutable um, because your genetics are dynamic. And what that means is that the way you live is going to turn off certain parts of your genes and turn on certain parts of your genes. How you eat, lifestyle, environmental factors, like working out, sleeping, food quality, air quality, water quality, stress management, all of this stuff makes a monster difference. And I'm living proof. My dad was overweight my entire life. I was overweight as a kid. So I'm not the person that can eat whatever I want. I'm not. My ex is. I still hate her for it. But I know, understand that like, completely. Yeah, I, I, I hate her for it. I'm like, I still effing hate you. Um, but here's what else is interesting, which I'll also get to in a minute, is that she has a twin sister who does struggle. Um, and it's not genetics. That's the factor. It's actually microbiome. But so the truth of the matter is that if you have a propensity to gaining weight, it can still be controlled. You don't have to starve yourself. You just can't eat whatever you want. Like the person you hate that can. Oh, well, dude, this is life. I'm not, you know, I'm not 5'7". I would chop off a finger if I could be 5'7 tomorrow. No such luck. There's cellulite on my ass. Like I would literally probably, you know, uh, drink my child's blood if I could get rid of it. Like I, I Oh, can't. we all you know would. We all I'm would. Like, I love you, but <laughs> I, I, I need this. Like if you can't, I can't. Like there are certain things you're not going to have. There are certain, I, I love music. I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't play an instrument. I have no talent. I, I can't draw a fucking stick figure. Oh, well, like there, there are things that you're not going to have inherently. If you can't eat whatever you want and get away with it. Oh, well, 
But the truth is that no matter what your genetics are, there's absolutely no reason for you to become unhealthy. You just need to be more conservative and not unlivably so. So your podcast, which I cannot believe has what, 11 years? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It came out of a radio show on KFI. Well, the thing is you were podcasting before it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And you, you discuss all these different things, but do you ever look back at your past history as a, as a professional and think, Oh God, how did I buy into these ideas? Oh yeah, of course. Um, Early, early stages. So it really actually stopped when I wrote that book I mentioned called Master Your Metabolism. But I was, did not appreciate organics, environmental toxins. um, Oh my God, fake sugars and diet foods. That was a real 180 for me. And I had to write in this book and come out publicly and say like all those recipes from the first, like you need to throw them out. It had artificial sweeteners and that, that that's probably my biggest about face. You know, every day new research comes out about different things and it's even confusing for me, but we're talking about stuff that's like all the way out there. Like resveratrol, fisetin, and quercetin supplementation with the NMN to you know, combat aging. And this kind of stuff is, you know, is it is it a large dose of resveratrol? Is it a small dose of resveratrol? Like, but I'm following um, the lead of top scientists out there. And, and it does change kind of on a day-to-day basis, which is annoying, but never a 180 like that kind of like, holy shit, what? Was I, how did I not even use common sense to figure that one out? On the show, what is, do people come to you and want to be on the show pitching these crazy health ideas that you're just like, I, I can't, I can't even debate you on this? Occasionally, but not often. The show really is about getting amazing, game changing doctors on because it's, it's really sad. You know, doctors do not put their pants on the same way. They just don't. Neither do lawyers, neither do trainers, neither do talk show hosts. But ultimately, the advice so many people are getting is poor and dangerous. So I look for gastroenterologists, cardiologists, doctors, you know, virologists across the board that can give people the most sound proactive advice because literally they're being put on 11 different medications that, that are contra indicative, you know, they counteract each other. It's a shit show. So I, I try to have incredible scientists and medical professionals on that I trust implicitly to help empower people to change their life or advocate for their themselves with regard to their health. What do you think about fads? I mean, right now, everyone's got a fad. I mean, obviously, it's the Ozempic, it's this, it's that. Oh, that stuff is evil. It's, oh, I'm all, I'm all filled up on lawsuits right now. So let me try to be more conservative here. Um, You do not need Ozempic 
And uh, can I strongly recommend you look up the side effects and you look up what lasts after you get off of it, um, how much is maintained. Uh, I just pulled my friend's dad off of that stuff. Um, here's a perfect example for you. I got a 70-year-old guy on 12 different medications, and they're all contra- counter- Contraindications, yeah. Thank you, contraindicate. They, there it is. Thank you. Contraindications with medicines, right? So it's like this one, you know, he's he's got prostate issues, but they've got him on monster doses of testosterone, but he's on statins, and he doesn't need statins. The statins you know, um, inhibit the body's ability to make testosterone. I could go on and on. Right. Some three, three diabetes medications, three one of which happens to be Ozempic. And he is so sick. He's nauseous. He's not overweight, by the way. Nauseous, can't eat, you know, getting heart palpitations. Within two and a half weeks, I we had him off of everything but metformin, which is one diabetes medication, but it's linked to longevity. So I was like, we don't need to get you off of that one. But we got him off of Jardians. We got him off of Ozempic. We got him off of Losortin. We got him off of the statins. We got him off of the testosterone. I did it all with his doctors. But all I did was use very low glycemic carbohydrates with tons and tons of vegetables and some clean protein, get him walking 10,000 steps a day and walking after every single meal. I had him doing cold exposure, and it was that fast. And every single day, he sends me his numbers, and they're fantastic. It's that easy if you do the work. I promise you, I know it sounds crazy, but all I did all day long was pull people who were so far down the rabbit hole off of medications under doctor supervision with diet and exercise changes. So you also have partnered with iTouch, wearable fitness tracking devices. One question about that. Yeah. Is the Jillian Michaels twist on this like your voice coming through and screaming at someone to put down the second cannoli. <laughs> just like, hey. It does sync with the fitness app. You do get a, a fitness app membership with it. Um, so there is there is that component. The Jillian Michaels twist is I was actually allowed to design the aesthetic of a suite of watches. I, I actually didn't do it. We have designers in-house right. that did it. I approved it, but I think they're kind of fantastic and special. Um, and I was also just kind of in love with the product because it works with all devices and it costs a fraction of all the competition and it does everything the competition does in some cases better and it does come with a membership to the fitness app so for me when i look at a device it's 700 300 who how who can afford this like i i need this to go to the person in oklahoma you know, the, the woman in Indiana that's working two jobs. I need right. her to be able to afford it. Not the people I like, not us, you know, LA, New York, Miami, eh, not us. Everybody else that is struggling, it has to be accessible. And, and I love this device and this company because they make it accessible. I still think they need to come up with something with you yelling. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do get all of the um, DVD programs in the fitness app as well. They're all in there and I yell in there a little bit. So you have two kids, both 10. Um, oh, one's 12, one's, one's 12, 12 and one's 10. Oh, then this question is even more apropos. Um, uh, are you prepared uh, for them to rebel and only eat processed foods and play video games? Oh, my God. I can't. My, that's all they do. 
not the video games per se. My son plays some video games. Um, my daughter just loves to talk to her friends on the phone. But the food, I, I've given up. Like I've given up, Mama. I cannot wrap my head around it. And I will have all of the organic versions of that shit in the house. And it's still shit, but it's shit without, you know, being exponentially more poisonous, right? And my daughter comes home and it's like, I find food from the vending machines. <laughs> and I'm like, mama, why? <laughs> why? And, you know, and, and then I took, I'm like, okay, we're not going to school with money. And then she gets her friends. I still find the wrappers. Her friends are buying it for her. And it, it kills me. We've actually sat down and I'm like, Lou, sweetheart, like you don't, you don't think this matters because you look in the mirror. But when you're 30 and you're, you want to have a baby and you're infertile, it's the shit that you're eating right now. I promise you. It freaks me out. I, it bothers me deeply because I, I know how bad it is for them and I can't stop them. They're at that age. You just can't stop them. But you, you don't want to be the house that nobody wants to go to. You never want to go to the house where you weren't allowed to have candy. They have candy. No, the good candy. Is, Real candy. Okay, they do, but it's controlled, right? So right. it's the kind of thing where it's like, we'll go to the salt and straw ice cream. And it's like, all right, we'll go there a couple times a week. You know, then the rest of the time we'll have, like, we have organic ice right. cream and, you know, we do a scoop of it. Or we'll have Luke's lightning bolts, which are like organic Cheetos. That's not health food. It's just not, it doesn't have like, all the chemicals and the artificial flavors. And, you know, they'll get like, choco chimps it's still shit but at least it doesn't have all of it like gmo this and pesticide that and blue number this and msg and fractionated seed oils that's the stuff that i'm like you've got sodas let's just make lemonade with lemons and sugar you know it's oh kills me it kills me we'll order the pizza we'll have the burger but it's just like with grass-fed grass-finished beef I, I, you, oh, and, then, and that's why they do it just for that reaction. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, and they don't even realize that, but they don't even realize that that's torturing you. Oh, oh it's killing me, mama. It's killing me because I, I literally look at it and I know, I know too much. It's like I'm Neo and I've taken the red pill. You right. know what I'm talking about in the matrix? Yep. I took the red pill, dude. Everybody else is living in the matrix. And even the ones that took like a purple pill, I'm all the way gone. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at like, holy shit, your sirtuins are going to shorten and you're going to, you know, aged 20 years and you're, you're going to, you're going to get pancreas, you're this, and you're going to get this cancer and you're not going to be fertile. You're going to get diverticulosis. Like, oh, it's bad. It's bad. I know too much. And I know what those foods do. So yeah, I, freaks me out. It's nice that there's I'm another not- level of angst. Wait till they start driving. Uh, <laughs> so before I let you go, I want to ask a question about recovery. Yes. Because like I play a lot of sports. I play paddle tennis and pickleball awesome. and this and that. And I find I get in that. What do I need to be doing on my recovery days? Cause I play about four to five days a week and play hard. Okay. Um, the only thing is you're, you're, you're doing the same workout four to five days a week that I would love for you to shift. I know you love it. I mean, maybe, maybe three days a week and you give yourself different workouts 
on the days in between. Why? Because exercise is stress. And this is great. I like to think of it as strategic stress, right? So we're stressing the muscle, we're stressing the bone, and then the body has to adapt to the demands you're putting on your cardiovascular system, your muscles, your bone, and the bones get denser and the muscles get better conditioned and you grow new capillaries and the mitochondria on your cells has to regenerate. All this awesome stuff is happening. However, when you chronically stress the body in the same way over and over and over, then we get repetitive stress injuries and then you get a stress fracture and then you get tennis elbow and then you get runner's knee. It's the same workout, repetitive stress over and over and over. So if you could put a few other workouts in there, maybe one is straight lifting, maybe one is a spin class, maybe one is a yoga class, but a different modality so that you're not getting the repetitive stress of the same sport, right? Yoga over and over is going to give you wrist problems. Running over and over could give you shin, knee, foot, just depends. So Mixing up the sports a little bit would make a big difference. On recovery days, light cardio, um, If it depends what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to gain muscle, anybody out there trying to gain muscle, don't do cold exposure directly after the workout because you actually want that inflammatory response because it's the most important in building. But if you do cold exposure several hours later, maybe in the morning before the workout, that can really help manage an over-inflammatory response. Like when the body is just going crazy and you get extreme delayed onset muscle soreness, that can make a big difference. Hydration is going to make a big difference. And I'll tell you what absolutely never to do, and that's take NSAIDs. They greatly inhibit your body's ability to rebuild, repair, and restore because they're keeping that necessary inflammatory response from happening, which is what rebuilds everything. And they destroy your stomach and they're bad for your organs. And do not do that unless you have a serious health issue. And, you know, it's that or coding or something. And your doctor says, okay, avoid that stuff as often as you can. I'm scared to ask this question, but I'm going to. What's next? Please. Oh, for me? Yeah. Um, gosh, I know what's you know, next for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 2023, a is next. And we're never going to leave the house. Oh my God. I wouldn't put anything past the world to throw at us these days. Um, gosh, for me, let's see. <sighs> Highly focused on continuing to evolve the fitness app with other talent. So we've just added um, a guy I love named Ryan Clarenbach, who's wonderful. And we have Taylor Walker doing prenatal fitness and Tara Styles doing yoga and Jamie McFadden doing self-care and Jim Donovan doing sleep. So I want more experts. I'm not looking for like the suite of trainers. I want the go-to expert in this space. So my goal is continuing to build out the app with experts in a particular area of fitness. Um, working on a book about actually the psychology of, of weight loss. You know, why, if it's so simple, is it so hard? And kind of what we talked about in the, in the beginning of the show. Um, you know, a few were in the... Were in the process of potentially exiting one of our companies, which would be great, but I could be jinxing it. I don't know. We're in due diligence now. So if we do succeed with that, I'll probably just take a minute and catch my breath and think about what's next because we invest in vertical businesses very strategically, um, whether it's Thrive Market or Crave Jerky or Pop Chips back in the day or Flywheel or Aquahydrate. So um, we're working on one called Align Naturals, which is um, 
an amazing supplement company. And if, you know, if that goes out of my hands for a little while, then I'll, I'll have to probably do some thinking, but we, we put a lot of effort into that and it's, it's doing beautifully. Jillian Michaels, a pleasure. And thank you for helping us start the year, at least mentally thinking about getting healthy. I believe in you. I believe in you guys. You guys got this. No problem. Ahura Media Production.